Jesus. I don't know. Did I do that right? Uh, let's do it. Just, let's do it again. I don't feel good about that one. Um, okay, let's do it again. Let's do the same premise again. I'm, you could be tired and I could be boring. Call me on a wrong night. Call me on a wrong night. Don't stop you crying, it will be all right. Just take my hand and hold it tight. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, okay. Hey, Father. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. So, what story are we getting into this week? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, copy that. Call back later. <gasps> you guys, this week, we're talking about the crown of drunkards. Yeah, you heard right. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Bible <laughs> Stories with me, Brianda. Brianda. And joining me another week is La Clara NYC, the Spanish croquette. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> Everyone look at my Rick and Morty shirt. <laughs> Rick and Morty. I love Rick and Morty. Um, I didn't feel like getting dressed today. You look cute though. Thank you very much. I like the makeup, the hair. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Actually, deep cut, um, if you guys were fans of my old podcast, Super Trip Talk, mm -hmm. super trippy, um, my ex-co-host, her name was Puffy, she put me on Rick and Morty. And every time I watch Rick and Morty, I think about her a little bit. Because I'm like, oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known about like, what the is it epicness about? of this show. It. Oh, it's such a true. It's how can I even begin to explain to you what this show's about? It's, it's an animation series. You can watch it on Hulu. Um, uh, I don't just, it's a trippy show. It's very, very like. Is it like, are they high or something? Well, speaking of drunks, oh. <laughs> Rick's drunk all the time. Rick is drunk all the time. <laughs> um, just watch the show. It's hard for me to explain it. I'll okay. tell you. I'll let you know more about it. But it's it's a it's like a really philosophical show and hilarious. Okay. Um, and those who are listening who know Rick and Morty, y'all already know <laughs> Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. Anyways, how you been? Not bad. I'm a little hungover. Speaking of drunks, so there you go. Just the water today. What were you drinking last night? Oh, tequila. Always. Always tequila. I'm a tequila girl. Mezcal. Tequila. Right? Mm, Always. I love me a yeah. mezcal margarita. We had a birthday party, so it's just, oh, it was fun. Yeah. But I'm tired today. Like, I miss. I'm not 18 anymore. You know, I used to do this and be fresh today the whole day. Now I'm like, Oh, water! Is it Monday in two days? Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> I can't do this shit. Yeah, man, I gotta tell you, being being a soberina ballerina has been great. <laughs> I don't have to think about any of that. I'm just, I just wake up not tired. My throat never really hurts. Mm. Like I, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like of all the other things falling apart, that <laughs> one's like, well, I'm not adding to the fuel, you know. Do you think that when you start drinking again, you'll get super tipsy super fast? You know how like your alcohol tolerance, like if you don't drink for a while, it probably goes down, no? Um, I'm not too sure. I guess we'll wait and see. I want to have my first drink I'm, I'm around my 30th next year. Like that. I want to have like my first drink back at my 30th birthday. 
So you're going to have to wait until February? Yeah. Uh, it's I, Technically, it's a year and tw two months Yeah. that I'm waiting Yeah. to have my next drink. Wow. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I, 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 or if if I even decide to drink, I don't know, because I also haven't smoked. Yeah, but that's that's the day that the door's gonna open. Then you decide when you wanna cross it. Yeah, like from your birthday next year, you can drink if you want to. And high tangy, not high tangy. Ugh, I hate that word like this. Fast forward to the story if you want the story, guys. Sorry, but we are. We're vain babes here. We're beauty babes. We're, we're, shout out to my beauty babes. A lot of the beauty babes know, okay? The, if you're a beauty babe, stick around. So I was going through TikTok and I was, oh, I don't wanna, I won't mention any names. I think that's so rude and disrespectful and doesn't matter. I don't want to. But there were these two women who were over 40. Okay. Both the same age, both in entertainment. Mm -hmm. uh, one, has been known for having like a like her teens to her twenties was just like wilding out, partying, drugs, Air like filter? you name it. I'm not giving names. I don't want to do that. I'll never do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Okay. And and no, no. Oh, okay. First of all, Paris is and she's not in her forties. Paris is not in her forties. Oh, okay. She's in her uh, late thirties, or she may be forty four zero. Okay. Um, this other woman, they're the same age. She's known for being like either sober or like very minimal drinking, like once a year, never went out, super like, she's just known for like. I see what you, where you're getting. And the TikTok, one was one was her, the one was the one that. The party animal. The party animal. And then the one right after was the woman who did, who's known for holistic and clean products and also, and they like, they looked 15 years apart. I know. That is crazy. Cause that's one of the reasons that made me want to go vegan. Really? I saw a page of this woman who was on her seventies or something like that. She'd been vegan her whole, well, not her whole life, but like her whole adult Huh? Adult life. Mm -hmm. She looks so good, like so young, great skin, hair, like everything was just great. And I was like, oh shit, mm -hmm. that's how you look. Well, wow. there are other factors too. You know, there are no, genetics, it's like, it's also a, it's, SPF, yeah, of but it's also a exercise. sign of uh, health. You know, yeah, it's not only for the vein side of it, but also looking good means that your body is healthy. You're good. You know, yeah, like. It's really a reflection of what's going on inside exactly. too. Our organs age as well. Yeah. We don't even think about that. True. Like your liver ages, mm -hmm. your heart ages, your kidneys age. Uh, so it really is a reflection of all those other things that are way more important than wrinkles on your face and yeah. whatever, you 100%. know, the, the dips in your dermis. Mm -hmm. that, that's just like the, the tip of the iceberg in terms of like, physical health, but you could just see it. You saw the difference. And I said to myself, you know what? I may just be vain enough. I may just be vain well, enough to keep this up, but I like a good time. Hey, <laughs> I, do, I, mean, I do like a good time. As long as it's for good, you know, you're not, down, you're not harming yourself. So keep it up. I know. We'll see. But I'm surprised I even made it this far. This is the, no, this isn't the longest. I've gone seven months, no it's drinking before. Seven, yeah. But if I beat seven months, that would be a new record. You're in five months now, right? You started in January? Yeah. That'd be a new record. And you've you've been tempted, but well, not tempted, but like 
I've thought about it. Put in positions where you're like, oh, I could use a drink right now. Mm-hmm. And not even... And I said, uh, no, nothing. It's been your birthday already as well. You didn't even drink. I remember. No. This girl made me order a, a, yep. a version cocktail for her. Yep. Birthday. Thank you very much. I will be doing that again today after our session when we go yep. out to dinner. Thank you. <laughs> I went to dinner with, um, shout out Gavin, Gavin Turek, amazing artist. Put her stuff here, Clara. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, uh, I went out to dinner with her last night and I was talking to her about what's it like, like, performing you're like a superhuman things that you do and say with your body make people move their body you're an enchantress that's crazy you know what i mean i never thought about it like that it's it's so cool no one cares no one cares about what i have to say anyways who am i yeah, of course i mean at least all the bible plays that tune into this show every week they do care about what you gotta say (sighs) that's odd anyways okay Anyways, whatever. Well, I love you, babes. Go to the Patreon. I love you. Oh, we're doing a bonus. We did, well, at this point. Oh, yeah, we're doing. We did a bonus. We already did a bonus. When this comes out, we've already done it. Oh, okay. We haven't done it, but we're speaking to the future. (laughs) How cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we also, oh my gosh, we also won a million dollars. We won it. We just, we're speaking it to existence. I just won my first mansion. We just did it. We ju- I just got filler. I just got Botox. <laughs> Not yet, but I will. Uh, anyways, Clara, anything else you want to add? Do you have anything to say? No. I'm curious about today's story. It's funny that I'm hungover and today's about drunk people. So I'm curious to see. Yeah. Well, we're diving back into Isaiah. In the spirit of transparency, in authentic Brie authenticness or whatever, I, you guys know I've been having, I've been going through a season where I haven't been reading as much of my Bible as diligently as I would have liked. I moved away from the church that I went to that I just found, you know, um, two months ago even. Um, and I'm only I'm doing what I can that I understand and what I can present. Mm-hmm. Another thing I can that is a takeaway from this episode is lean out on your own understanding. And I think the wisest thing for me to do is to like take it little by little and present what I can. And today I'm only doing one chapter because that was as much as I could like sustain and sit down and understand as much as possible. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? That's good. So maybe we'll get back to like the four or five chapters. But also, if I'm being honest with you, we really should be doing this one chapter because the Bible is so rich mm. in content. You could spend five hours in one verse. Detail, yeah. So but we're not going to do that because, again, we're the show has an end. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We, we got places to be and people to see. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, let's get into this week's story. This week we are back in Isaiah. Chapter 28, to be exact. Oh, how I miss that man. (laughs) No, but really, we're back in Isaiah. Let's do this. The next few chapters, which we won't be doing today, we're only going to be doing, we're only going to be doing 28. Why do I do this? Are we going to have to cut this? Even though this week we're only going to be talking about chapter 28, the next few chapters of Isaiah involve... Prophet Isaiah speaking to Israel about how men shouldn't rely on their own understandings or on their own bodies. Okay. He basically says, we don't know any better. And that includes people who love God and those who don't even know God. 
okay? Equal opportunity provider here. We both get it the same. It's easier for both groups to lead a life influenced by the body's natural desires. Isaiah conveys that it takes a tailored kind of discipline to lead a life motivated by what spiritually moves you. These next chapters, we see Isaiah crying out to Ephraim and Jerusalem because he legit can't understand them. Pause here. For those of you who are just joining us and don't know, Ephraim is Israel, the north, okay? Jerusalem is, is obviously in the south, but just so we all understand. So uh, he... Isaiah tries to speak to the people in Israel, which is what chapter 28 is specifically addressing, but he literally can't understand them. No, seriously, Isaiah can't understand the people of Israel because they're drunk. They're slurring their words and like, you know, is that you? You know, they, they he literally can't understand them. And who wants to have a conversation with drunk people? True. Who? There is nothing worse is the worst than being the one sober person having conversations with drunk people. True. They all think they're Elon Musk or some like innovator and like all this oh let's trust me. And meanwhile, they're all like, like that's exactly what's happening with Isaiah at this time. Yeah, but I also want to know why are they what? drunk? Like, why is the people drunk? Is there a reason? Uh, corruption. I don't know what to tell you. Like when they're in a place of distance from the Lord, mm. you're not okay. really regarding your body. I'm sure at this point, they don't even have a, a word for like addiction or alcoholism. Fair. Fair. It's just their norm. Mm. Like they wake up, drink. It's a drunk the, town. Yeah, exactly. And in Hosea from last week, mm -hmm. he also mentions you guys are drunk often. <laughs> They go, here's a drink all the time. <laughs> like, the, how are you understanding the there? Of course, you're not understanding the Lord's messages. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hop into some scripture. Okay. We're going to go into Isaiah chapter 28, verse one, right at the top. Whoa. Ah, the proud crown of the drunkards of Ephraim and the fading flower of its glorious beauty which is on the head of the rich valley of those overcome with wine. Um, what I know from uh, the, this amazing podcast, The Bible Recap, if you guys don't know them, please follow them, listen to their stuff, they're amazing. But she also mentions that chapter 28 to chapter 34 or 33, I think, are known as Isaiah's lamentations, like Isaiah's woes. And the reason why they call it that is because every single one of those chapters begins with an ah or a woe. So just like here, chapter 28, Isaiah says, ah, the proud crown of the drunkards. Mm -hmm. So at this point, he's really pleading with them like, can't you guys see? <laughs> you guys are a mess. <laughs> like what is going on? Okay. And he even addresses uh, uh, the priests and the leaders who are also drunk. If the you're leaders, the leaders are drunk too. Yes, Clara. Oh, that is a drunk town. Like, Clara, that's what even I'm the saying. Priests? So are they preaching drunk? Yes. Wow. But they're really not. Uh, uh, yeah, at that time, I guess they don't even understand that this is wrong. You no, know? they're they're far past the point of like uh, uh, redemption. Mm. You know, even though that's not, obviously not what Isaiah is. Isaiah is there to remind them. You know, and we already know at this time because chapter 28 specifically is speaking to Israel. 
And he's letting them know that if they continue on in this way, they'll never be able to hear and understand the Lord's discernment. Uh, they'll never be able to acquire discernment that can only be received by having a relationship with the Lord. You're drunk, you're incapacitated, you're paralyzing yourself. You can't probably can't even understand what a human is telling you. <laughs> Period. Oh, and a little bit later, you also hear in the, in the chapter that because of their constant rejection of Isaiah, later on you see them actually mocking Isaiah, mm -hmm. the Lord actually closes off the truth from them too. So even if they had an opportunity to, it's been closed. That's a little, and that doesn't sit well. I know it doesn't sit well with no. you. It doesn't sit well with me. It's something that's a little uncomfortable to to read in the text, but un unfortunately the Bible's not made to make us feel comfortable. That's what I'm thinking. Because what, what, what do you have to do to be a priest? Don't you have to have like a special connection with God or something? Well, at this point, you know, in Israel, when they, first of all, at, post the- no, yeah, at that time. Post I mean. the split, Things in regards to how they anointed priests were not what they used to be. Hmm. Like I said, this was a corrupt nation. Hmm. So you could literally probably buy your way into this. I mean, look at politics now, not to compare Israel Fair with enough. American politics. I don't want to be that, you know, um, ignorant or whatever, but it's kind of hard not to, but there are people who pay their way into, po into political positions of power. That's fair. Yeah. You know? So I'm assuming that there was some of that here as well. Mm. Um, but in Isaiah verses uh, seven and eight of chapter 28, Isaiah tells the priests and the leaders, these also reel with wine and stagger with strong drink. The priest and the prophet reel with strong drink. They are swallowed by wine. They stagger with strong drink. They reel in vision. They stumble in giving judgment. For all tables are full of filthy vomit with oh. no space left. Oh, that's disgusting. Oh, I know. Oh. oh, and it gets even better. Hold on, hold on. Because then immediately after in this chapter, th th what I just read, that is what Isaiah is telling the, the priests and the leaders. Mm -hmm. Guess what? they respond back to Isaiah while they're drunk and slurring <laughs> and they smell like BO and they're drooling on themselves as they speak. Oh. And you know this because they put quotes on the, on the, the verses. Mm. So once Isaiah says that, the priests respond with this, Isaiah chapter 28, verses nine to 10. To whom will he teach knowledge and to whom will he explain the message? Those who are weaned from the milk, those taken from the breast. For it is precept upon precept upon precept upon precept. Line upon line upon line, here a little, there a little. Let's break that down yeah, a little I don't bit. Understand. They're mocking Isaiah. <gasps> they're, mo they're making fun of him. Están burlando. Yes. Um, to whom will he teach knowledge? And to whom will he explain the message? Oh. Those who are weaned from the milk, those taken from the breast. Oh. For it is precept upon precept upon precept upon precept, upon line upon line upon line. You're talking so much, giving us verses, give us a line. What does precept mean? Precept is like um, principle. Oh, your principles oh. here, your principles there, your principles. Some translation, that's basically like saying, Yada, 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 yeah, yada, yeah, yada, yeah, yada, yeah. yada, yada. Oh, wow. I know. 
I know. It's well, to be fair, uh, they didn't know he was a uh, prophet, right? Yes. They did know? Yes. Oh, shoot. Okay, even worse. Absolutely. I even mean, that's worse. why they're saying, to whom will he teach knowledge and to whom will he explain the message? Mm. You know? But when you're, I bet you, you know, liquid courage? They probably, liquid courage um, means uh, uh, the courage you get when you're drunk. Oh, okay. Have you ever seen someone that's like five foot six trying to get in a fight with a man who's oh, six five? It's like, why would you even start? It's like a drunk thing. Mm -hmm. I kind of, that kind of feels that same way. It's mm -hmm. like these people are all super short in faith. Mm -hmm. And here you're, you're, you have the nerve to talk to someone who is literally a prophet of the Lord. But it's also like the most ignorant is also always the one that is trying to be the smart mouth or the smart, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. So to me, it sounds like these drunk priests are the ignorance here. Yeah. And someone comes tell you something, you're like, eh, yeah, 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 yeah. only yeah. an ignorant would do that. Mm -hmm. Like someone who's wise and well-educated, they're not going to do that. Exactly. Well, you know, that's, that's discernment. Mm -hmm. Like even if you wanted to go up to that six foot, five guy and say whatever you want, you wouldn't do it because mm. it's not wise, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? So after the drunks say what they have to say, they say their peace, these leaders are mocking Isaiah when they come to him while he's pleading and lamenting to them about the, their destiny that is inevitably gonna happen. Mm -hmm. The Lord is pissed. And he says, and I wasn't going to say this, but I'll say it now since we have the time. Uh, if you want to read along chapter 28 of Isaiah verses 14 to 15, we'll stop there. Therefore, hear the word of the Lord, you scoffers who rule this people in Jerusalem. You boast, we have entered into a covenant with death. With the realm of the dead, we have made an agreement. When an overwhelming scourge sweeps by, it cannot touch us. For we have made a lie, our refuge and falsehood, our hiding place. For we have made a lie, our refuge and falsehood, our hiding place. That is... Uh, kind of startling. And I don't know about you guys, but it, it, it this chapter in particular hits really hard for me personally, because I'm, I don't know. I feel like I'm in that window of time right now a little bit, sort of. I mean, my, my, uh, my, what my impediments aren't necessarily drunkardness, mm -hmm. but in a way it's this detachment, right? That like this rebellious heart of like not praying and not reaching out when you should, not being in your word as much as you should, which we're all we can be prone to, especially when you're not in community, but it's overwhelming. You know, when an overwhelming scourge sweeps by, it cannot touch us for we have made a lie, our refuge and falsehood. I don't know. It also shows us that God can close people's ears to the truth because the, the Lord is pissed at this point. He's upset with them. But what's the point of closing the truth to them though? I think that the Lord closes the truth to them so that the, the bottom is met. Like they're going to reach their bottom, right? This, it kind of reminds high tangy, not high tangy, but let me see if I can get you to kind of understand a little bit. Um, think about an adult, a young adult, but adult, um, not a teen. Oh, uh, a 35-year-old, 40-year-old living in their parents' basement mm -hmm. still, no rent. Mm -hmm. 
or maybe a little less. So let me, let me lessen it. Cause that you, actually you're seeing more of it now with our economy. Yeah, <laughs> you're seeing more of that situation great. now, yeah. which I don't think is necessarily wrong, especially if you're collaborating with your family and paying rent and stuff. I hope, I don't know. I don't want to judge. I'm not here to judge at all, but let's just say you are someone who anything, anytime you're struggling, anytime you're, you've hit a road bump, you have your parents to call to. What a privilege, what good fortune you have. And your parents every single time are there to bail you out of jail. Mm. Every single time. What happens when the parent says no one time? Mm. Isn't that better for them? Yeah. And that's kind of, that's I think in this chapter, what was revealed to me when God closes off the truth. In that's my interpretation, mm -hmm. right? Like maybe other people have a different interpretation of those verses, but I, I think he does this so that they can hit their bottom, okay? To continue doing what they were already doing. They were already doing it. Mm -hmm. They already were doing it. The Lord has already saved Israel countless times. He's given them victories upon victories, even when they didn't deserve it. He was there for them. He did that. And this time he's not doing that. Capiche? Yeah, capiche. I just, my mind has like, a floated of questions and ideas now. What? You said he gave them victory even when they didn't deserve it. But then the Bible or Christians also say that the God is a just God. Mm-hmm. Yeah how is giving victory to someone that doesn't deserve it of justice? Uh, that would be an act of uh, mercy. Yeah, but then it's not fair to the ones that work for it and get the victory as oh, well. Oh, we don't know what's fair. We are, we're not the, who's the arbiter of what's fair? You know what I mean? I that, mean, it's pretty obvious. Like if you work, if we both get the same, like, like we, I work my ass off for a victory and you don't deserve it, but you still get it. It's not fair to me. Life's not fair. I don't know what to tell you. And I don't think that the Bible ever uh, uh, plays by the rules of human fairness. That's not the point. And if we're, if we're, um, if you, if we use human metrics of what, what's fair, what's not, we're going to hit some, we're going to have difficulty understanding the Lord and developing a relationship with him. We're going to be disappointed for a lot. You know, when the Lord gave the Israel victories, that was an act of mercy, that was an act of mercy, mercy. The Lord had mercy on those people, right? And at this point around the Assyrian takeover mm -hmm. of Israel and what was about to happen, you have Isaiah lamenting with them, pleading with them, please come by. And after the pleading, they're drunk and mocking him to his face. They're spitting in his face. Mm -hmm. You know, that is when the Lord says no more. I am not bailing you out of jail this time. You're gonna hit your rock bottom. Mm. And later on in chapter 28, Isaiah provides this beautiful metaphor that hopefully makes you feel a little bit better about this um, undoing to become who the Lord sees us to be. Uh, Isaiah is really good with that, with the like, he has these layers and he, he ends it, he ends chapter 28 on a note that's again, more of, of hope. 
after seeing, so, I'm telling you, this wasn't easy. Reading this is not easy, Clara. Mm. I'm telling this to you after hours of sitting with it to right. prepare for today's episode. Mm. That doesn't mean I understand it 100%. That doesn't even mean I understand it more or better than you do upon hearing it. Because you haven't read it, you're hearing mm -hmm. my interpretation of it. Mm -hmm. Man, forget that mess, read it. Mm -hmm. I, I would suggest you read chapter, just chapter 28, just to see what comes to you. All of this, by the way, hi Tangie guys, Bible stories with Brianda, if ever a point that you're confused, go and read them yourself. Don't just take what I have to say, never do that. Mm. Please don't, not in this season of my life, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> Police take what I say with a grain of salt, please. Okay? But um, and that, that goes for any other pastor that you listen to or whatever. Read it yourself and read the word and spend time with God. I'm speaking to myself when I say that. There's more. You guys, there's more. I wasn't going to put this in, but I'm going to put it in anyways. This is, a, this is a verse that I really liked in chapter 28 because I knew it was Jesus. I'm Christian, guys, so you, those who are not Christian or um, may not understand it yet, but Jesus is very much in the Old Testament as well. Um, oh, and it feels so good to say that out loud. <laughs> I, used to, I used to be embarrassed to say that, and I don't know why. why? Um, just because I just, I mean, I haven't been embarrassed about saying that in quite some time. But it, it, like year one of my Christianity, it was so hard for me to even comprehend the fact that Jesus, the man, the son of God could have been in the Old Testament. But after a couple years of being in the word and praying and going back and reading the Old Testament, it is so clear. And chapter 28 is clear of it. It's in the text. It's referring to the prophecy of Jesus. Listen, uh, uh, in Isaiah chapter 28, verse 16, it reads, behold, I am the one who has laid as a foundation in Zion, a stone, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone of a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not be in haste. Whoever believes will not be in haste. Whoever believes in Jesus as their foundation will not be in haste. At that time, they didn't know about Jesus. They didn't know that that was Jesus. I'm trying to think of like that time. They probably thought they were talking about uh, an area or a temple, right? Because mm -hmm. it says a stone, a tested stone, a tested man uh, <laughs> named Jesus. But that's just one example of where it is. Maybe I'll do like a bonus like a, or something where I could show you different parts of the Old Testament where I see Jesus so clearly, like, that is him. <laughs> He's been around. Aw, Clara, Jesus is so good <laughs> to all of us. I love him. Okay, well, let's continue. So, moving right along. Moving right along. <laughs> we are already winding down on chapter 28. And at this point in the chapter, Isaiah is now comparing the people of Israel to herbs, and wheat. Wheat? Oh, no, Clara, wheat. Huh. Wheat, <laughs> like grain, bran, not yerba. Okay. Not I mean, green. they were drinking, yeah, you don't know. No, 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 okay. <laughs> Snoop Dogg is not around here. No, please, enough. Okay, let's get into some scripture before this girl gets some, some more ideas. Uh, Isaiah chapter 28, verses 27 to 29. 
Dill. Oh, I love dill on my fish. What's oh dill the herb? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you say herb? How do you say it? It's very European of you. Oh, really? How we, do you say it? We say herb. Oh, herb. But you guys say herb. Well, they guys, no? The UK guys. Yeah. All the Europeans that don't speak English, like. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's. A... I guess that's right. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Back to scripture. <laughs> Uh, Isaiah chapter 28, verses 27 to 29. Dill is not threshed with a threshing sledge. Let me define thresh. Say, please. Threshing is the act of... Uh, uh, cutting the wheat? Not even cutting. Like, there's... You know how when um, farmers, you have that machine that, like, tumbles a bunch of wheat? Mm-hmm. What that machine is doing is threshing. Okay. It's like... Um, uh, maybe Clara put the definition here exactly, but it's like the threshing floor. When you go to separate a grain's goods from the things that are not needed. Like okay. throwing oh, it around, it. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. tumbling it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do this with uh, rice as well, no? And sure, and yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To separate the parts that you don't need from the yeah. parts that you do need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Copy? So dill is not threshed with a threshing sledge, nor is a cartwheel rolled over cumin, but dill is beaten out with a stick and cumin with a rod. Does one crush grain for bread? No, he does not thresh it forever. When he drives his cartwheel over it with his horses, he does not crush it. This alone comes from the Lord of hosts. He is wonderful in counsel and excellent in wisdom. Clara, I'm going to text this to you because you need to read it. You need to see it. Mike. No, no, no. You need to see it. Mike. Clara, you need to see it. (laughs) I need you to read, and I need you to read it. Just, just. I was m- listening. No, 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 no. You need to see it. I'm telling you right now. You need to see it. Okay. Oh, so that's like the um, the comparison is the the alcohol is the the how you call it threshing. Threat. I mean, it Threat. could be alcohol, whatever. Well, yeah. Whatever it is. Damaging your. Yes, yes, exactly. And reaching that bottom, that rock bottom, is not meant to paralyze you forever. The Mm -hmm. Lord would never want to, would never co-sign that or condone that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's temporary, you know? So like that, in in chapter 28, a chapter that was so kind of like, you learned a lot about about God and his relationship with the Lord. You learned a lot about the Lord in chapter 28 mm-hmm. that wasn't the most savory. Right. So when I asked you, like, why did the Lord close the truth to them? I see now why you said what you said, because like, obviously you had read that before and I didn't, but I see now the perspective of it where you're like, oh no, it's like the, no, now handle it. No, mm-hmm. it's like improving outside your comfort zone, but. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, guys, the point of threshing isn't to beat the wheat to a pulp. Mm. You know, why would the Lord do that? To make it unusable? We got to make some bread. Mm-hmm. All right. It's the opposite. The point of threshing is to separate the edible part 
from the inedible part of the grain. Mm. And when we are in a threshing season, it isn't supposed to paralyze us. No, the opposite. This is a faith growth spurt, you know, and it hurts, you know, like growing teeth when you're a baby, it hurts, mm. but you need that new teeth for your adulthood, right. right? It's a time to learn, to hear and recognize the Lord's voice, to have that discernment, you know, where is the Lord in your story? Where is the Lord in our story? Oh my gosh, that was so cute. <laughs> I, 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 I felt that. I really did feel that one. That was poetic. Huh. Look at Isaiah being channeled. Thank you. <laughs> Moral of the story, yeah? Let's go. I loved that. Yep. Chapter 28 was cute. Moral of the story is, lean not on your own understanding. Now, there are other parts of the Bible that convey the same message Isaiah did on not leaning on your own understanding. For example, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. That passage is the most referenced when we want to explain away something we don't understand. To lean not on your own understanding is really just another way of saying we need to live by faith. It is living with the confidence that God always does what's best, even when you don't think is happening, okay? Like in Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Jesus talks about scarcity with a bunch of people coming to him with questions and worries. It's in Matthew chapter 6, verses 31 to 34. It says, Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Jesus is telling us that when we lean on our own understanding instead of his, we are self-inflicting unnecessary worries and struggles on ourselves just like the Israelites at the time of Isaiah. Yeah. Jesus promises that if we lean on God by putting him first, everything else will be taken care of for us. And Jesus does not break his promises, okay? <gasps> Ooh. Hey, Father, how'd I do? Oh, thank you. Yeah, one chapter wasn't so bad. Clara and I are going to go celebrate with some dinner. Yeah. You know, trust me, just virgin drinks for me. No, I'm happy about it. Uh, I don't know, like a virgin marg, Father? Well, a little too tart. The whole point is the alcohol. That's what makes it fun. Maybe I'll just do a water. Mm -hmm.